Hello there and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Sarah from Sarah Ferruya Coaching and this is the Legends Podcast. I believe there are many, many ways to lead a life and everybody has stories and I want to tell them and share them. These legends are a collection of people who I have found during my 20 years in Tokyo and before. All of them are brilliant people and when I became bored with reading another billionaire's biography, I thought I want to tell the stories of the people who I meet who are absolutely fascinating but you won't see on your regular podcast interview. They have overcome obstacles, both systemic and internal, and we cover all kinds of things from creativity, grief, racism, business, disaster, loss, trolling, infertility, farming, eating disorder, ecofeminism, and more. We have elite athletes, people who live on Zen temples in remote parts of Japan, BBC newscaster to Taekwondo champion. Please enjoy these amazing stories from what they've overcome, from what they've built, from what they've created, from the way that they talk. I'm just delighted thinking about it. So please get stuck in and enjoy this next legend. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this The Legends podcast with me, Sarah Faruya from Sarah Faruya Coaching. I believe there are many, many ways to lead a life and that everybody has stories. Do you believe in fairy tales? Because I don't. There's always that end piece when they say, and they all lived happily ever after. But I'm interested in what the fuck happens next with people as well. I'm also interested in what happened in fairy tales as well. And so today I am so thrilled to welcome back the beautiful, talented, incredible, original May Sawada. Hi, May. Hi. <laughs> so this is part of my mini series, What the F Happened Next. I'm so interested to know what happened to people over the last two years and how COVID was for them and what they did and what things were on the back burner. You may remember that last time I spoke to Lindsay, who is May's mom, actually, and she talked about the changes she'd made in her yoga studio and all these other changes that happened. But also we threw in a teaser for what happened next for May after she moved out of the home. So first of all, about May. May is an elite athlete. She is a circus performer and she is a highly skilled aerial dance performer. She started her aerial dance journey with the Aerial Art Dance Project nine years ago, where she continued to study and study and study up there in Tokyo and devoted her life to her body and to being physical and to being the very best performer she could with view of becoming a Cirque du Soleil style performer or performing in the Cirque du Soleil. So we'll be talking about that a little later. May dropped out of ordinary high school when she was 15 and she went to an external high school in order that she could devote herself completely to her elite body movement motivations. I think that's incredible. And her mum was behind her every single step of the way. She graduated school at 15 and then at 16, she graduated with her qualification that would allow her to get into college. But instead of going on to do more college work, she devoted herself full time to her physical trainings. She got into something called calisthenics that I'm sure she's gonna tell us about later. And she also got herself a certificate. And this is very, very smart for people who are involved in physical 
activities as their lifestyle. She also got herself qualified in a trade, in an actual skill that she can earn money from in addition to her amazing bodywork. So May, welcome once more Hi. to tell us what the fuck happened next, my dear legend. But my first question is this, tell me a story from the last year or so. We, we spoke one year ago in uh, September, 2020. So tell me a story that's had an impact on you. Basically, we moved houses because we were rebuilding our house at that time. And I tried to audition for the National Circus School in Canada, Montreal. Unfortunately, I couldn't get in because of COVID and they weren't accepting foreign students. So I focused more in calisthenics and obviously my aerial training. Wow. Yeah, basically that's about it, I think. I've been training ever since. So you wanted to go to the Canada, the Canadian Circus, what's it called, the Canadian? National Circus School in Canada. The National Circus School in Canada. But unfortunately, they weren't letting people in. So you didn't give up. You stayed in Japan and you got into something called calisthenics. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. What's this and how did you get into it? Calisthenics is like basically street workout and street workout is where you have these bars and then you kind of pull yourself up or do some tricks on it or basically just train without using any weights mm -hmm. and you just train with your body weight mm -hmm. and yeah I got into that but when I first started it my friend offered me to like train with them and take some cool videos. And that's how I got into calisthenics. So I calisthenics, but yeah, that's how I kind of got into it and trained every day. So I follow you on Instagram. Your your name on Instagram is what, sorry? Uh, underbar me or the other way around. I can't remember. But Yeah, I think it's Cirque. Uh, uh, the Cirque, as in the French way to say that, underscore May, right? So we'll, we'll link to that down here. So I've seen all this calisthenics and I also now follow your boyfriend <laughs> and um, it's incredible. So people are using their body weight to train, but what she means by that is somebody may be holding on, there may be a bar in front of them and their entire body weight is out uh, horizontal behind them. It's, it's really quite something. And May was training next to these guys. So how many guys are there involved in this group? So you're basically the only girl in this group. Is that right? So there's a couple of girls that join in. Mm -hmm. And so the finder of our group, he's called Sean. He made this young ninja group. It's called the Young Ninja. The group is called Amazing. <laughs> and he is in California, I think, mm -hmm. or Miami, or I don't know, but he's in America right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he has this like cool phone thing where you like where you put your phone in, and then if you move it, the video won't like blur. Mm -hmm. Like go in turns and like film ourselves, and he kind of makes these cool Instagram videos. And there is like, I think six guys, seven guys. 
that are like involved in the group and there's a couple of other groups that are like yeah. doing calisthenics and like showing the world what calisthenics is yeah and it's not actually a group it's it's kind of like a get together and we train with like four guys and the only girl me or some other girls come but normally just me we train at the beach or some random park or we kind of train everywhere you don't really need any equipment you just need the bars like a pull-up bar so that's really fun what I love about this May is that it's it's very democratic in a way because you don't need a gym you don't need a gym membership most countries certainly Japan has these playgrounds with bars everywhere like monkey bars or any kind of bars or even just those kind of bars that stop you from going into a car park or anything railings it kind of reminds me of skateboarding in that way in that all you need is just the street and the concrete it turns it turns the whole world into a playground right mm-hmm. definitely so- how do you keep up with these guys? I mean, I've seen the stuff you do together and I've seen that you can do a lot of these moves they make. How do you, what does it take to be that strong? A lot of dedication and discipline, I think. Like if you just want to train, you could like mm-hmm. go to the gym or something. But if you have to do it by yourself, you can't really do it like on your own because you need the motivation or like someone to talk to like putting yourself up because that's really hard. And you have to keep on continuing like doing that. So you need a good support group. What was a move that you sucked at at first and then mastered that you're proud of? Pull-ups and push-ups. I couldn't even do one pull-up and one push-up. Yeah. But now I do 10 pull-ups and 10 push-ups. Probably more push-ups than pull-ups, but I'm able to do a lot of stuff now because of my friends helping me. So, as you mentioned, about a year ago, you started doing a rebuild on your uh, family home, right? Mm -hmm. How was that for you? So, I am kind of a neat freak. So, like, if nothing is, like, tidy, I get kind of stressed out. Yeah. Moving in and moving out, there was some crying happening because the house (laughs) was so dirty and there was a lot of boxes, but very like fun and new and it was a good experience because I'd never moved houses before so that was well fun the new house is just amazing what did you learn from that process to accept new things I think like new beginnings to accept new beginnings so I don't really like change because it kind of me out And I think a lot and like overthink too much sometimes, but that kind of like helped that process. Because you just had to get through it. You had to get through seeing the only home you've ever known being demolished. How did that feel for you? It was exciting, actually. Oh, was it? Yes, the old house was nice, but the new house is nicer because it's clean, everything's new. Mm -hmm. It's just exciting moved in or moved out before so yeah it's really wonderful I know your mum's been crying in your bedroom quite a lot (laughs) I did not know that (laughs) only for the first three days after you left (laughs) 
quite normal. I can remember my mum crying into the uh, crying into all my frying pans on the floor when I left to go to university. I walked into the room to check everything was there, and she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "So May, speaking of new beginnings, where are what's happening? Where are you now? What happened next?" I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am training at the Circus Centre, which is a big, big, big studio in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I am learning new stuff. For example, Mm -hmm. that is like extreme stretching. And I am learning... Extreme stretching? What's involved in extreme stretching? How do I explain this? If you look at my Instagram, you would probably know, but some I do. Um, some lady is pushing my chin to the ground, but not actually to the ground, to my bum, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain this. Like, So you kind of flipped over like a pretzel yeah. mm-hmm. and she's pushing your, she's, you're stretching as much as you can because you're already very flexible, right? Mm-hmm. And what's she doing? Is she pushing you beyond your edge or to yeah. your edge? How does that feel to you? Tell me more about this. When I just started like aerial silks, I was really flexible and I had no strength whatsoever. So it's kind of easier for me to stretch than putting more muscle on me. So it's mm-hmm. actually kind of nice to stretch that much because I need more strength than stretching. I see. But at the same time, I do have to do um, muscle training because if I don't do that, I cannot climb up the tissue, which is the silks. So yeah, it's kind of a tricky balance to keep, but I am trying to like get more flexible and Mm -hmm. try to make an act on the floor, just the floor, not with the tissue. So yeah, that's really fun. I'm really enjoying myself because I do love stretching and I know I am flexible. So I would like to know my limit Mm -hmm. and, you know, make an act if possible. Make an act. So tell us more about that. So you do that on the silks, but now you're doing it just on the floor. Say more. It's really different to the silks because I've been doing that for nine years. Mm-hmm. but on the floor you kind of have to dance as well ah. and I do not have like that many dance experiences so like that's kind of a new thing for me and I'm like trying to dance but yeah that's not really going well <laughs> <laughs> so when you say make an act you're talking about kind of choreography yeah. you actually have to do kind of choreography in addition to stretching yeah. So is that the kind of thing we'd see in the Cirque du Soleil? So if there's like, there's people climbing the silks, there's people on the floor with their legs over by their ears and doing all this other wild stuff on the floor, that's what you're now building your expertise in, is it? Yes, Uh I am learning new stuff on the silks so I can do more tricks and more new drops and, you know, just like showing my, I would say, feelings on the silks because... I think 
I am not really good at talking to like a big audience. That's why, in a way, dancing mm. on the silks because I don't know how to speak in front of people because I'm really nervous. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm doing like circus stuff, I feel free to express myself. Aww. So that's like a stress reliever in a way. I hadn't thought of it like that. That just gave me goosebumps, FBGs, thinking about like showing your feelings on the silks. So it's not only a physical thing. It's not only about stretching. It's not only about technical skill. It's also about you doing what? Like expressing yourself? Tell me more. Whenever I'm feeling like, I don't know, for example, angry or sad or happy, that would show on my silks what I'm doing then. Mm -hmm. So when I'm feeling really happy, the tissue would move around and like I would do crazy drops and like crazy overstretched poses but if I'm kind of like angry it would like look really rough in some way so whenever I'm feeling an emotion that would show on the silks. Amazing I haven't thought about that and how about the floor work how is that coming through in the floor work? So for now I'm just kind of learning how to stretch my body without screaming in pain. <laughs> 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 I think that would show as well because that's kind of the same thing in a way it's just without the tissue or you know with the tissue it's expressing myself I think yeah amazing and is there any other new things that you're doing what movement wise here so you're learning the more of the floor work you're learning to express yourself more through the silks what else is new for you there so I'm doing a handstand class as well Mm -hmm. the guy that is teaching me is an amazing hands balancer he was in Cirque du Soleil uh -huh. and I love how he teaches because he's kind of strict but I love that and I think I'm like getting stronger and stronger each week and yeah I'm really enjoying myself how do you make that transition from sucking at something to like enjoy how do you allow yourself to enjoy that because so many people just hated that sucking piece at the beginning I mean I don't know I kind of enjoy that process because I know when I practice and practice and practice I would get something out of it because I am not the person that just quits I kind of keep going until I get something done mm -hmm. and I just kind of like seeing myself grow for example, I'm posting oh, almost every day on my Instagram. So when I'm mm -hmm. back on my profile, I would see how much I've like mm. improved. Yeah. So that's kind of fun as well. Love that. And especially in for anybody who's listening, I would highly recommend you go and have a look at May's Instagram because it's really incredible. And she's very humble in what she shares as well. Like she's got this like, woman like just literally standing on there pushing her further it's like it's really remarkable but you know it's very obvious to see the progress in physical work as well right because like you, you're either doing it or you're not like an inch is very easy to see or two centimeters three centimeters difference is really easy to see so you can see that progress you can 
enjoy that progress. And so that's the thing. So you enjoy that and you don't like quitting. You like keeping going and making sure that you complete that thing, right? Yeah, I definitely do not quit until I get something that I want. For example, if I can't get a trick on the silks, I would just practice that for three hours until I get that. Just sucking at it over and over and over again. Perfect. Wow. That's, that's, that's just such great. Like, I'm really thinking about this now because I've just had my medical health check and been told I'm obese. And so <laughs> I need to lose some kilograms, right? So it's the same thing. It's ex exactly the same thing. Like, you can see the progress, right? But I yeah. hate sucking at things. <laughs> So this is just perfect for me because I realized that actually I just need to keep doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and being rubbish at it until I start being like, okay, good. Now we're down to this, this number and now this number. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, go on. If you keep like continuing on like doing something, you would know that eventually you would reach your goals. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that like being able to not do anything yeah and seeing other people doing it and wow. that feel like really jealous so I kind wow. of like have to do that okay so like a really really um healthy way of comparing yourself to other people because you look yeah. at them as something as a goal as something to be yeah. achieved that's amazing so speaking of that like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until you could do something so you, you came to Vegas about one month ago right yes yeah okay. tomorrow I know I think a month yeah it was around my birthday last last month so I so but you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this move for a long time haven't you so how did you deal with covid and coronavirus and keeping the and the quarantine and the shutdowns and you know being such a physical person and being with other people and being so young as well how did you deal with that and then what was the point where you thought now is the time to go to Vegas so corona was really hard because I gained a bunch of weight right which is not good for your profession yes and so there was a lot of stuff going on in the studio as well and the teacher was like, you have to lose some weight, otherwise you can't, you, you, I won't let you climb the silks. Right. And that was kind of hard on me. Yeah. You know, it's lockdown, you can't do anything no. except eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was moving at the time, but like only like in the house at the old yoga studio. And yeah. I couldn't even touch the silk. So... That was really frustrating for me. And mm. since the studio has been open, I've like been there almost every day, trained there. But there's a limit in Japan because the circus isn't that big in Tokyo. So okay. my teacher's 61 and she has hurt her knee. So she can't even climb. So I've been doing all the assisting and stuff. So I've been showing the students how you should wrap this. Yeah. And like, you know, trick or like get instructions from her and then do the silk stuff. So I've kind of like known all the 
Japanese movement, if that makes sense. So there was a limit and I was like, mummy, I really need to go to Vegas or somewhere because this is just not working for me and, you know, I can't move forward. Otherwise, I'm just going to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd reached your edge, yeah. the, the level of expertise. So what's the reason you chose Vegas? I know you've told me this before, but what's the reason you chose Vegas? So Vegas is really, really, really popular with circus. Yeah. So there's a lot of circus shows. There's a lot of studios. You know, there's a lot of like pros there. So you get to learn new stuff really quickly and with a good environment because the studio yeah. massive like you know like next level massive and yeah you know that's really really exciting and you get to learn new stuff so when I get back to Japan I would be able to like make a new act or like choreography or teach some other people new stuff so I want to come to Vegas that's amazing. And it seems I can see that a teaching role is emerging for you here as well. So I could see that into my future. You know, my ballet teacher from when I was little, she died this year and she was 102. Oh, my goodness. So she was 60 when she was she was in her 60s when she was teaching us. Right. So teaching is something you can do into the future as well, isn't it? So I teach the little kids when I'm in Japan. Like amazing. And that's fun as well yeah there's a limit until like you kind of like you kind of reach yeah. the you know edge yeah and that's why I came here of course of course and so of course Vegas being such a big entertainment hub means that there's so many pros there so many options so many studios and people are like performing at the highest highest level right mm -hmm. for singers it's where the big singers go to do their you know their um their performances their in-house residences, that's the word I was looking for. And it's where all the Cirque du Soleil goes off as well. Uh, just so amazing. So you've got this teacher role emerging. And not only that, but this is something I find so, so smart about you. What else have you been studying? I've been doing microblading. Okay. With eyebrow tattooing. And wow. I wanted a second job because it's not always mm -hmm. easy to get a circus job and then earn a lot of money so I decided to pursue my stuff into beauty stuff yeah. because I do like you know doing my makeup and doing my eyelashes mm -hmm. done you know all that kind of stuff so I decided to do eyebrows because there was a lady in town that teached microblading and yeah that's going really well and I've done a few clients already so I think if I like promote myself more I would get a lot of you know customers so that would go well amazing. as well hopefully amazing does it hurt no um so I bought anesthesia so like numbing cream yes so that won't hurt at all if you put that oh maybe I'll get it done when you're back in <laughs> Japan again <laughs> So microblading, so I love that, that you've got this lovely thing on the side. It's just so, so smart. It's so smart. 
and not only that, but be, when you're um, performing at this physical level as well, there's an age limit of how long you can do that as well, right? So it's always good to have that other thing in place on the side of that. How are you enjoying Vegas and America? How are you adjusting culturally to that? Because you're Japanese, British, right? So first week I was kind of homesick because I have no friends here and obviously I'm really like close with my mum so and my boyfriend is in Japan so that was kind of like you know what do we do about the time difference and when are we calling each other you know all that kind of stuff but now I am getting used to all the you know training mm. and how I want to how do you say it live yeah. in this house because I am my friend's house and he has as well so they drive the kids to school and then he comes to pick me up and then I go to the studio and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of crazy but yes I am adjusting yeah. and that's going kind of I guess okay and there's a lot of Japanese people here so it's not that lonely because I can speak Japanese here as Amazing. well. Yeah. What else? Yeah, the time difference was quite hard yeah. at first. Like, but yeah, it's really fun. Getting used to it. I love that. I, you've just got such a, a sensible attitude to all this stuff. Like all of it just seems so sensible. Like being a beginner, change, understanding you don't like change, going for it, all this newness, like you said, I'm adjusting. That's such a like a mature and like really smart thing to say. You've learned a trade, microblading, so that you don't have to rely only on the Cirque du Soleil bodywork stuff. And, you know, you've got your boyfriend and your mum over here in Japan where I am and you can talk to them and you're working out the time difference. And you said like you're working out how to be there and how to live there and what your life is like there. And it's only been a month. I just think there's a real, there's such a dedication to you, a dedication to what comes next, a dedication to improving and to make things better. It's really, really remarkable to hear. <laughs> Thank you. So this tattooing as well, do you have any tattoos? Yes, I have three. I have two on my ribs and mm. on my wrist, I have a heart. This is a matching one with my mum. Oh. But yes. And I did my eyebrows as well. Oh, wow. And what made you choose two butterflies for your ribs? What was the choice for that? Is it just pretty or? Uh, to be honest, I hate butterflies because, you know, it's kind of creepy. I, I do not enjoy butterflies flying near me, but I do like looking at them from a far distance. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a Pinterest thing, I think. Do you know what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know what Pinterest is. So you saw the pictures on Pinterest and thought they were beautiful. <laughs> it was just interesting. No deeper meaning to that. Just thought they were pretty. Oh, I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. So just loved talking to you and catching up and finding out what the fuck happened next for you, May. What an absolute treat. And so I want to ask you my final question now, which is there are many ways to lead a life. What does that mean to you? For me, I would just say do what you love because if you don't do what you love, you're just miserable. So, you know, <laughs> just do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> love it. <laughs> do what you love and do whatever the fuck you want. May, it's been an absolute treat catching up with you today and finding out what your real fairy tale looks like. 
your Instagram, which is the place where you post every day about what's going on, is Cirque underscore May. And that is C-I-R-Q-U-E underscore May. And is that the place where you prefer people to kind of connect with you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or Twitter account. So I would put that on my Instagram bio so they can fly over there. Perfect. Perfect. And there's a TikTok account here. Yes, my TikTok blew up from this stupid video that I made. I have 15k, I think, followers. 15 followers on TikTok. What was the video that made you What was the video that made you blow up? It's kind of rude, so I would prefer Okay. Like scroll down and look. <laughs> but Okay, I'll, I'll, that's that's my next distraction for the day. I'm going to go through your TikTok looking for this rude video. Love it. All right. So, May, it's been an absolute treat talking to you again. Your dedication, your willingness to be a beginner, your humility, your absolute focus, but also your confidence and ability and willingness to talk to us about just the, the brilliance and your joy in life. It's so infectious. I love talking to people from all different generations and backgrounds and this is why like I'm taking away that kind of dedication and discipline if I want anything to change with my body it has to be repeated and it has to be with dedication and discipline and that's really helped me to kind of understand some of my next steps today as well May so thank you so much my May sensei and uh, <laughs> very best of luck in Vegas. So that's thank Cirque you. underscore May. Everybody go and give us some love and thank you so much. Thank you. I believe there are many, many ways to lead a life and everybody has stories and I want to tell them and share them with everybody else. And um, this is the Legends series with Sarah Faruya coaching. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this latest legend on the Sarah Furuya Legends podcast. Hop over to sarahfaruya.com where you can find the full complement of uh, Legends interviews and conversations. Also, you can like and subscribe over on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. I absolutely love these interviews and these conversations I have with these people. I don't care about subscribers if I'm absolutely honest. It just helps to get more people over to listen to these fantastic people. I cannot wait for my next interview. I really hope you can get stuck in and find some juice and some delightful little nugget of knowledge or encouragement from these that will help you to create your story and to take your story forward and to weave and dream up and high dream your own story. Buoyed up by the stories of these people, I would call them ordinary, they're not, but these people, these beautiful legends who I've selected to help you on your way and to help me on my way. So please enjoy, share, subscribe. My Facebook page is Sarah Faruya Coaching. My Instagram page is at Sarah Faruya Coaching too. So get into it. Thanks. Bye.